Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? from President Theodore Roosevelt. Citizenship in a Republic. Today I shall speak to you on the subject of individual citizenship, the one subject of vital importance to you, my hearers, and to me, my countrymen, because you and we are great citizens of a great democratic republic. A democratic republic such as ours, an effort to realize in its full sense government by, of, and for the people represents the most gigantic of all possible social experiments, the one fraught with great responsibilities alike for good and evil. The success of republics like yours and like ours means the glory and our failure, the despair of mankind. And for you and for us, the question of the quality of the individual citizen is supreme. Under other forms of government, under the rule of one man or very few men, the quality of the leaders is all important. If under such governments, the quality of the rulers is high enough, then the nations for generations lead a brilliant career and add substantially to the sum of the world achievement, no matter how low the quality of the average citizen. Because the average citizen is an almost negligible quantity in working out the final results of that type of national greatness. But with you and us, the case is different. With you here and with us in my own home, in the long run, success or failure will be conditioned upon the way in which the average man, the average woman, does his or her duty. First in the ordinary, everyday affairs of life, and next in those great occasional cries which call for heroic virtues. The citizen, the average citizen, must be a good citizen if our republics are to succeed. The stream will not permanently rise higher than the main source, and the main source of national power and national greatness is found in the average citizenship of the nation. Therefore, it behooves us to do our best to see the standard of the average citizen is kept high, and the average cannot be kept high unless the standard of the leaders is very much higher. It is well if a large proportion of the leaders in any republic, in any democracy, are, as a matter of course, drawn from the classes represented in this audience today.
but only provided that those classes possess the gifts of sympathy with plain people and of devotion to great ideals. You and those like you have received special advantages. You have all of you had the opportunity for mental training. Many of you have had leisure. Most of you have had a chance for enjoyment of life far greater than comes to the majority of your fellows. To you and your kind, much has been given, and from you much should be expected. Yet there are certain failings against which it is especially incumbent that both men of trained and cultivated intellect and men of inherited wealth and position should especially guard themselves because to these failings, they are especially liable. And if yielded to, there, your chances of useful service are at an end. Let the man of learning the man of lettered leisure, beware of that queer and cheap temptation to pose to himself and to others as a cynic, as the man who has outgrown emotions and beliefs, the man to whom good and evil are as one. The poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. There are many men who feel a kind of twisted pride in cynicism. There are many who confine themselves to criticism of the way others do what they themselves dare not even attempt. There is no more unhealthy being, no man less worthy of respect than who either really holds or feigns to hold an attitude of sneering disbelief toward all that is great and lofty, whether in achievement or in that noble effort, which even if it fails, comes second to achievement. A cynical habit of thought and speech a readiness to criticize work which the critic himself never tries to perform, an intellectual aloofness which will not accept contact with life's realities. All these are marks, not as the possessor would feign to think, of superiority, but of weakness. They mark the men unfit to bear their part painfully in the stern strife of living, who seek in the affectation of contempt for the achievement of others, to hide from others and from themselves their own weakness. The role is easy. There is none easier save only the role of the man who sneers alike at both criticism and performance. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who actually is in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat 
and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Shame on the man. Shame on the man of cultivated taste who permits refinement to develop into fastidiousness that unfits him for doing the rough work of a workday world. Among the free peoples who govern themselves there is but a small field of useful open for the men of cloistered life who shrink from contact with their fellows. Still less room is there for those who deride or slight what is done by those who actually bear the brunt of the day, nor yet for those others who always profess that they would like to take action if only the conditions of life were not exactly what they actually are. The man who does nothing cuts the same sordid figure in the pages of history, whether he be a cynic or a fop or a voluptuary. In these little use, there is but little use for the being whose tepid soul knows of the great and generous emotion of the high pride, the stern belief, the lofty enthusiasm of the men who quell the storm and ride the thunder. Well, for these men, if they succeed, well, also, though not so well, if they fail, given only that they have nobly ventured and put forth all their heart and strength. It is a war-worn hotspur, spent with hard fighting, he of the many errors and the valiant end over whose memory we love to linger, not over the memory of the young lord, who but for the vile guns would have been a valiant soldier. President Theodore Roosevelt, 1910, May 5th, Citizenship in a Republic, what would later become known as the man in the arena. Aloha and welcome everyone to Energetic Health Radio. I hope you found that speech inspiring. I love that speech. I love that speech. For in this country, it is illegal to be a coward. Something I didn't know until recently. 
even though I knew the law, I didn't understand the intention, the spirit of the law for which that resides. And so today, what I want to talk with you about is that very topic. In the United States of America, it is illegal to be a coward. We actually have a law against cowardice. And cowardice in these times, the times that President Roosevelt was speaking of, that as a republic, we are only as good as our average citizen. And where does that begin? The health of the average citizen, the able-bodiedness of the average citizen. We will only be as strong as a nation as that of our average citizen. Our average citizen does what these days? Orders pizza on an app. Our average citizen sits and watches television mindlessly, plays video games relentlessly. Our average citizen has no real demonstrable skills of building or hunting, of providing or protecting. Our average citizen is overweight substantially, not just a couple pounds here and there. Our average citizen can't run a mile. Our average citizen can't do a single pull-up. Our average citizen can't do 10 push-ups. Our average citizen our average citizen is more than 40 pounds overweight. Our average citizen is docile. Our average citizen does what they are told. Our average citizen does not know their rights, has not read our constitution, has not read the amendments. Our average citizen does not understand how government is supposed to work or that all government officials work for us. Our average citizen is a coward. And that's a whole cold, hard fact. Our republic is only as strong and will only be as strong as our average citizen. So if our average citizen is a coward, that's as strong as we can be. Cowards. A cowardly nation that has lost sight of itself. We say the land of the free and the home of the brave, don't we? Oh, it feels good. USA. USA. How long has it been since we've heard those proud chants? Hmm. A citizen, an average citizen, will dictate the health of the nation in a republic. Hmm. Our average citizen didn't question lockdowns, didn't question their rights and their freedoms, just ran in fear. Average citizen didn't question why 5G towers were going up if this was a pandemic. The average citizen knew nothing and still knows nothing about plasmids and how they are genetically infecting us. Average citizen isn't even questioning 
these clouds that get made from planes flying in straight lines in the sky and what might be in those clouds coming down on us. The average citizen doesn't question frequency warfare harp towers. The average citizen doesn't know about them. The average citizen is decidedly uninformed and in many cases by their own choice laziness it has gripped us hasn't it this is the death kneel of what laziness brings to a once great nation land of the free home of the brave well if we are land of the free then we certainly have not been acting like it the last four years and if we are the home of the brave how can you be brave when in your body is cowardice? One of my favorite quotes from Vince Lombardi, championship coach of the Green Bay Packers, is that fatigue makes cowards of us all. Let me say that to you again. It's very important. It lines up with what President Roosevelt was saying. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. So the solution to becoming brave again is having energy. So today we're going to do an interesting thing in the next two segments. We're going to talk about misprision of felony. And we're going to talk about the path to making sure you're producing energy and that that energy can be used for bravery so that our average citizen can be healthy and fit once again. And as that becomes our new reality, so will the return of our great nation be on the horizon. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. 
and these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Aloha and welcome back, healers. Uh, today, I don't care about what we're advertising for you to go buy. I don't care because none of it means anything if we don't have courage. None of it means anything if we don't have health. None of it means anything if we don't understand that our constitution is our social contract and that we are seated members of the board of directors of this, the largest corporation in the world, the United States of America. It is appalling to me how many people have not read the contract that they were born into to understand not only their rights, but more importantly, their duties. Because we have a duty to this great nation, and we have a duty to each other. And when I see criminals in suits and ties walking around freely in this great nation, acting as if they've done something special, and be awarding themselves with trinkets and trophies and titles, I shudder to think what President Roosevelt would have seen, what he would have thought had he seen this abomination of what we have become weak and would we have tried to tell him that he is a relic of a day long gone by no he is a guiding light because what he's telling you is the truth so let's read our constitution today if you have read it hang on and let's have some fun with it if you haven't read it we're reading it now preamble we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Beautiful. Article 1, Section 1. All legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and a House of Representatives. Section 2. The House of Representatives shall be composed of members chosen every second year by the people of the several states, and the electors in each state shall have the qualifications requisite for electors of the most numerous branch of the state legislature. No person shall be a representative who shall not have attained the age of 25 years and been seven years a citizen of the United States and who shall not, when elected, be an inhabitant of the state in which he shall be chosen. Representatives 
and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union according to their respective numbers, which shall be determined by adding the number of the whole number of free persons, including those bound to service in for a term of years and excluding Indians not taxed three-fifths of all other persons, the actual enumeration shall be made within three years after the first meeting of the Congress of the United States and within every subsequent term of 10 years in such manner as they shall by law direct. The number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000. Did you catch that? The number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000, but each state shall have at least one representative. And until such enumeration shall be made, the state of New Hampshire shall be entitled to choose three. Massachusetts, eight. Rhode Island and Providence Plantations, one. Connecticut, five. New York, six. New Jersey, four. Pennsylvania, eight. Delaware, one. Maryland, six. Virginia, 10. North Carolina, five. South Carolina, five. Georgia, three. When vacancies happen in the representation from any state, the executive authority thereof shall issue writs of election to fill the vacancies. The House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers and shall have the sole power of impeachment. The Senate of the United States shall be composed of two senators from each state chosen by the legislature thereof for six years, and each senator shall have one vote. Immediately after they shall be assembled in consequence of the first election, they shall be divided as equally as may be into three classes. The seats of the senators for the first class shall be vacated at the expiration of the second year, the second class at the expiration of the fourth year, and the third class at the expiration of the sixth year, so that one-third may be chosen every second year, and if vacancies happen by resignation, or otherwise, during the recess of the legislature at any state, the executive thereof may make temporary appointments until the next meeting of the legislature, which shall then fill such vacancies. No person shall be a senator who shall not have attained the age of 30 years and been nine years a citizen of the United States, and who shall not, when elected, be an inhabitant of the state for which he shall be chosen." a lot of funky stuff going on, right? How many people are representing states they don't actually live in? Hmm? The vice president of the United States shall be the president of the Senate, but shall have no vote unless they be equally divided. The Senate shall choose their officers and also a president pro tempore at the absence of the vice president and when he shall exercise the office of president of the United States. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. So the House of Representatives do the impeachment. The Senate tries them. When sitting for that purpose, they shall be on an oath or affirmation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. And no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor. 
trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, that's grand juries, trial, judgment, and punishment according to the law. Section 4. The times, places, and manner of holding elections of four senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. But the Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations except as to the places of choosing senators. The Congress shall assemble at least once in every year, and such meetings shall be on the first Monday in December unless they shall by law appoint a different day. Section 5. Each House shall be the judge of the elections returns and qualifications of its own members, and a majority of each shall constitute a quorum to do business. But a smaller number may adjourn from day to day and may be authorized to compel the attendance of absent members in such manner and under such penalties as each house may provide. Each house may determine the rules of its proceedings, punish its members for disorderly behavior, and with the concurrence of two-thirds expel a member. Each house shall keep a journal of its proceedings and from time to time publish the same, excepting such parts as may in their judgment require secrecy. And in the yeas and nays of the members of either house on any question shall, at the desire of one-fifth of those present, be entered into and on the journal. Neither house during the session of Congress shall, without the consent of the other, adjourn for more than three days, nor to any place other place than that of which the two houses shall be sitting. Section 6. The senators and representatives shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law and paid out of the Treasury of the United States. They shall in all cases except treason, felony, and breach of the peace be privileged from arrest during their attendance at the session of their respective houses. So only thing that can get you arrested if you are elected official is treason, felony, or breach of the peace. It goes on, and in going to and returning from the same, and for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not be questioned in any other place. No senator or representative shall, during the time for which he was elected, be appointed to any civil office under the authority of the United States which shall have been created or in the emoluments whereof shall have been increased during such time and no person holding any office under the United States shall be a member of either house during his continuance in office. Section 7. All bills for raising revenue shall originate in the House of Representatives, but the Senate may propose or concur with amendments as on other bills. Every bill which shall have passed the House of Representatives and the Senate shall, before it becomes a law, be presented to the President of the United States. If he approve, he shall sign it. But if he shall not sign it with his objections to that House in which he shall have been, which it shall have originated, who shall enter the objections at large on their journal and proceed to reconsider it. If after such reconsiderations, two-thirds of that House shall agree to pass the bill, it shall be sent, together with the objections, to the other house by which it shall likewise be reconsidered, and if approved by two-thirds of that house, it shall become law. 
But in all such cases, the votes of both houses shall be determined by yeas and nays, and the name of the names of the persons voting for and against the bill shall be entered in the journal for each house respectively. If any bill shall not be returned by the president within 10 days, Sundays accepted, after it shall have been presented to him, the same shall be a law in like manner as if he had signed it, unless the Congress by their adjournment prevent it return, in which case it shall not be law. In every order, resolution, or vote to which the concurrence of the Senate and House of Representatives may be necessary, shall be presented to him, President of the United States, and before the same shall take effect, shall have shall be approved by him, or being disapproved by him, shall be repassed by two-thirds of the Senate and House of Representatives, according to the rules and limitations prescribed in the case of a bill. Section 8. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts, and to provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States, but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States, to borrow money on the credit of the United States, to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among several states and with Indian tribes, to establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States, to coin money, to regulate the value thereof, and to foreign coin and a foreign coin, and fix the standards of weights and measures to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting the securities and concurrent coin of the United States, to establish post offices and post roads, to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive rights to their respective writings and discoveries, to constitute tribunals inferior to the Supreme Court, to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the law of nations, to declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, and to make rules concerning captures on land and warfare, and excuse me, land and water, to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that shall use shall be for a term longer than two years, to provide and maintain a navy, to make rules for the government and regulations of the land of the naval forces, to provide for calling forth the militia, to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections and repel invasions, to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed on the service of the United States, reserving to the states respectively the appointment of the offices and the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. To exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district, not exceeding 10 miles square, as may by secession of the particular states and the acceptance, acceptance of Congress become the seat of government of the United States. And to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings, and to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into execution the foregoing powers 
and all other powers vested by this Constitution of the United of in the government of the United States or any department or officer thereof. The migration or importation of such purpose, persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit shall not be prohibited by Congress prior to the year 1808, but a tax on a tax or duty may be imposed on such importation, not exceeding $10 for each person. The privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall be suspended unless when in cases of rebellion or invasion, the public safety may require it. No bill of attain deer or ex post facto law shall be passed. No capitation or other direct tax shall be laid unless in portion in proportion to the census or enumeration herein before directed to be taken. No tax or duty shall be laid on articles exported from any state. No preference shall be given to any regulations of commerce or revenue to the ports of one state over those of another, nor shall vessels bound to or from one state be obliged to enter clear or pay duties in another. No money shall be drawn from the treasury, but in consequence of appropriation made by law and shall and a regular statement of account of the receipts of expenditures of all public money shall be published from time to time. No title of nobility shall be granted by the United States and no person holding any office of profit or trust under them shall without the consent of the Congress accept of any present emolument, office or title of any kind, whatever, from any king, prince, or foreign state. Section 10, Article 1. No state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation, grant letters of marquee or reprisal, coin money, emit bills of credit, make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts, pass any bill of attendir, ex post facto law, or law impairing the obligation of contracts, or grant any title of nobility. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any imports or duties on imports or exports except what may be absolutely necessary for executing its inspection laws and the net produce of all duties and imposts. Laid by any state or import or export shall be for the use of the Treasury of the United States, and all such laws shall be subject to the revision and control of the Congress. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in a time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or, or with foreign power, or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay pretty interesting stuff isn't it when you sit and read through the articles now we're not going to be able to get through every article in this radio show but we've already written we've already read through article one and there are seven articles the entire constitution takes maybe 30 minutes to read through. And it's something that I'm going to challenge every American listening to this radio show 
to do. We are only going to be as great as our average citizen, which means we have to start building a better average American citizen. We write back with my thoughts on 18 USC 4, misprision of felony, and why it is illegal to be a coward in the United States of America right after these messages. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy powder it's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas bloating and occasional constipation there's a reason why oxy powder is our number one seller it worked go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15 percent off using the code OUTLOUD. global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally All right, healers, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, whew, my goodness. I got some pretty uh, disturbing stats to read to you. The first disturbing stat that I have to read to you is that Americans, on average, average American, like that's what we're talking about, right? Teddy Roosevelt, average American, average American is going to guide this country. That's what happens in a democratic republic. The average American is okay with communism. The average American is okay with sending money to the Ukraine for something that's completely made up. The average American is okay with bio labs. The average American is in front of a screen of some type for over eight hours of day while exercising out in nature or just moving their body less than 30 minutes a day while also reading less than 10 minutes a day. That's the average American. 
Let's do that math again for you. The average American is okay with communism. The average American is okay with spending our tax money on Ukraine. The average American has no problem with somebody in the White House being a criminal. The average American reads less than 10 minutes a day, is watching a screen for over eight hours a day, and doesn't move their booty more than 30 minutes a day. The average American. Boy, hold on. I got some more for you here. This is what's leading our country. We don't exercise enough. The average American eats fast food every day. The average American gets nearly 50% of their calories from what we would call junk food and spends a whopping $110 billion. That's what we collectively spend on fast food. Compare that to 1972, Americans spent $3 billion on fast food. The average American, as you know, is obese. Obese, not overweight, obese, which is the number one determinant for disease. So the average American is diseased. The average American now is dealing with diabetes. The average American has been diagnosed with diabetes. Let me say that to you again so you get this. The average American, 20 years and older, has been diagnosed with diabetes. The average American will die from heart disease. The average American thinks that cholesterol is bad. And too much salt is bad. And nicotine is bad. And cannabis is bad. All the things that your body desperately needs. Salt. Can't activate your nervous system or retain water without salt. Cholesterol. Can't make reproductive hormones. Can't make Cortisol, which is a hormone that launches the energy production cascade, can't make it without cholesterol. Nicotine. You have alpha-7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptors everywhere on your body over your 600 miles of nerves. Your body needs nicotine. That's why it's in nightshade plants and why we love potatoes so much. Got a little bit of nicotine in there. Cannabis, THC, your body has surface cell receptors designed to receive it. That's why it feels so good when it's clean. The average American has high blood pressure. The average American is at risk for cancer. The average American is at risk for cancer. Folks, you can't make this stuff up. This is crazy. This is crazy. 
You can't make this up. So now we go back to Teddy Roosevelt. And what did he say? In a democratic republic, it is going to be led by the average among you. If the average for us is sick, if the average for us is diseased, if the average for us is overweight and undereducated, if the average for us is distracted on screen time and not getting any nature to be able to appreciate the wonderful grandeur, maybe look up and go, what's that in the sky? It's a chemtrail, dude. I thought those were conspiracy theories. No, that's a conspiracy fact up in the sky right now. And it's raining down aluminum and a whole bunch of other crap in there. If the average American drinks tap water and invites bioweapons into their body, volunteers to be experimented on, if the average American values the Simpsons for predictive programming and gets their information from the eight hours of screen time instead of the 10 minutes of reading time, and God knows what they're reading in those 10 minutes, and we're in trouble because that's a recipe for how you create a coward. But fortunately, our those that came before us realized that we might have a situation where a coward might decide, hey, I, um, I don't want to come off of this information I have. And a law was put in to say, hey, if you know something and you don't say anything about what you know, you're actually a felon. You're actually guilty of the crimes that you're helping to hide. That would be something, wouldn't it? Well, such a law does exist. 18 U.S.C. 4, misprision of felony. This is what makes it illegal to be a coward in this country. It doesn't make it illegal to be fat. It doesn't make it illegal to be stupid. Remember, a man who doesn't read has no advantages over a man who can't. And what you're left to do when you don't read is to regurgitate whatever you've heard. Then where did you hear it? On the news. And there's nothing new there. It's just predictive programming. It's just propaganda being put out there. But so, so be it. 18 USC, United States Code 4, misprision of felony. Let me read this to you. Whoever, having knowledge of the actual commission of a felony cognizable by a court of the United States, conceals and does not as soon as possible make known the same to some judge or other person in civil or military authority under the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. That's right. If you know something was wrong and crimes were being committed, like, I don't know, the CDC's criminal data fraud and willful misconduct, like, I don't know, the massive Medicare, Medicaid insurance fraud authored by the Health and Human Services Department, 
like, I don't know, the massive fraud in the FDA relative to the EUA approval of these damn shots. If you are involved with that and you said nothing because you're a coward, yeah, I'm going to call you what you are. You're a coward. If you know a crime has been committed on this level and you have said and done nothing, that's what you are. You are a coward. And in this country, it's illegal to be a coward. Under 18 U.S.C. 4. Misprision of felony. What I work on is holding criminals to account. That's something that I've spent the last four years. Oh, my goodness. Fighting every day and I'll fight four more if I got to. I'll fight 14 more if I got to. I don't care. Right. I'll fight however many more I got to to fight to get to this victory we got to have. We got to have this victory. This victory would be a lot easier if we didn't have a country full of cowards. This country is a crime seed filled with cowards. This country is a crime scene filled with cowards. And you look at their bodies and you can tell they're cowards. Dr. H, are you saying everybody overweight is a coward? Yes. I'm saying that. I'm saying that because you've been given this incredible gift of life and this incredible body to walk around life and experience and grow and learn as a being of light in that body. And what you've chosen to do with that body is to sit it on a couch and watch TV, and play video games, and eat fast food, and make yourself docile instead of being what we are in our very DNA as Americans, which is brave. Because to be free means to live bravely. You cannot have one without the other. And if what you are doing with your life is eating yourself to death on a couch, watching whatever propaganda is out there, then yes, you are a coward, in my personal opinion. Now, that's not going to be popular. When have you ever known me to say something so I could be popular? I'm not here for that. I'm here to speak truth. And when I tell you all the things I have told you today about where the average American is in their state of health, it's not a state of health. It's in their state of disease. And that that's the average American and that the average American is what is going to dictate the future of this country. Boy. That shirt I'm on board with stupid means a lot more doesn't it? Evil is taking advantage of lethargy. Evil is taking advantage of kindness. Evil is taking advantage of a great many things because our average American is not what we used to be. I asked a question uh, to some students a little bit earlier today, and I just said, hey, you know, you tell me, and it's a lot of women, I said, women, you know men better than most men know themselves. That's just a fact. 
if you had one word to describe the average American man in 2023, what would that be? Do you know instantly every woman in that class had an answer? Instantly. It wasn't something they had to sit back and ponder a little bit, maybe think about it. It was instantaneous, which tells me this has been talked about and thought about by a lot of women in this country all over the last few years. You know what that word was? Weak. No wonder a woman can't feel safe and secure. The men are weak. Weak. I said, what word would you use to describe men in 1945? You know which word came up over and over and over again? Brave. Duty bound. And this is where I talk to you about codes and conveniences. I've done a show on this. Do you live by codes or by convenience? A convenience, the person who lives by convenience is the average American. They live by whatever is going to be, if it's inconvenient, they're not going to do it. You know how lazy we become to where there is a stupid button on trunks now, not to open them. That actually made sense, right? I don't feel like fumbling for my keys or anything like that. Just here's a little lever or a button in them because I know I'm getting out to go to the back of my truck. That makes sense. That's a logical thing to put in. You know what's not logical? Because this was never a problem. Pressing a button to close that same door. That's ridiculous. You mean to tell me you can't reach up to that hatch and just slam it shut? When did we ever break anything doing that? When was there a need for us to have a button that then lowers the door back? Hey, we have a button to open it and a button to lower it. We're not even going to need to drive anymore. The car will carry me everywhere. Really? Are you going to ha- are we going to invent a robot so you can keep shoving your face full of junk food? That's what it feels like. That's feel it feels to me. I can't tell you. I can't watch most movies anymore because they're all predictive programming for the most part. But I can tell you there's a movie I really can't watch anymore, and that's Wally. And I couldn't, I, I saw that movie and was like, oh my God, they are really showing us where we're going with all this. Everybody's so fat that they can't even walk anymore. They have to be hover, hover chaired all over, and we have to leave our planet because we destroyed it. So where are you going with this, Dr. H, to finish this all off? I'm going to a simple place. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave, baby. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio, wishing you a beautiful weekend. This is food for thought, but food for action, too. Let's get in the business of being what we really are, a bunch of badasses that aren't giving up our freedom for nothing and nobody. We'll see you next week, everybody. Aloha and adios. Adios.